Kaden PR acknowledges the traditional owners of the land that this podcast was recorded and produced on, the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples of the East Kulin Nations. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging, and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Welcome to The Press Office with Kate and Co PR, the podcast that gives you an exclusive and unfiltered look behind the scenes of the Australian media landscape and public relations industry. I'm your host, Marissa Jane, and if you are dreaming of a career in public relations, are an aspiring journalist, or simply just obsessed with all things digital and traditional media, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to the press office with Caden Co PR. Now, this is the second last episode for season three of the podcast, so I thought, what better time than to chat to the very experts themselves at Caden Co PR, General Managers Daniela Saracci and Amanda Granger. This year has been a very exciting year at Caden Co PR, so the duo reflect on some of their highlights for 2022, as well as sharing their journey into becoming one of the top publicists here in Australia, and how you too can one day join them. So for any budding public relations professionals out there, this episode is certainly a must listen. Now, let's get on to the interview. So today on the press office with Caden Co PR, we have a very special episode because I am joined by the very experts from Caden Co PR themselves, Daniela Saracci and Amanda Granger. Firstly, welcome guys. Thanks for having us, Maurice. Thanks, Maurice. It's really weird to ask both of you to introduce yourselves because I've had the pleasure of working with both of you for many years, but do you mind sharing with our lovely listeners who you are, what you do, and how you got to where you are today? Let's start with Amanda. Thanks, Maurice. Thrilled to be here. So thank you for having us both. Uh, I'm Amanda Granger. So I'm the General Manager of Strategy and Marketing at Kate & Co PR. I've been in the PR industry for over 15 years, which seems like a very long time. I've spent the last eight of those years at Kate & Co PR working with the wonderful Kate Keane and then Danny Saracci and the wider team here. So my journey into PR and how I sort of got to where I am today, I went straight from high school into a comms degree, lots of internships at various um, locations throughout. I landed a full-time role at in my last year of uni, actually at um, Methodist Ladies College, which was a far cry from what I'm doing today, but that was in the marketing team there. Did lots of editing, um, writing, newsletters, annual reports. So really found my feet in um, the writing side of things. Then um, I knew I really, my gut was always telling me agency was where I wanted to land. So I was always on the lookout while I was in that role for an agency gig. And I was lucky enough to land my first agency role at what was then called Undertow Media, which was headed up by the amazing Jane Martino and Amanda Graham. So I spent four years under their guidance, learning the ropes of um, PR and 
I guess, getting to do lots of exciting um, projects with that agency. And then I moved over to a bigger PR agency that was part of an international creative agency. Had a lot of great opportunities there, working with the likes of Bonds and Snickers, bigger bigger brands. But I soon realised boutique PR agency was more where I wanted to be and um, moved over to an account director role with Kate and & Co and haven't left since. Thanks for having me, Maris. I'm Danny Sarachi. I'm the General Manager People and Culture here at Kate & Co PR. I've had an interesting path or journey into the PR realm. I actually left high school and commenced my studies as a pilot. And then after a few years of studies, I decided to, to pivot, essentially, and study in event management and publicity. But I guess the fast fact was I managed to fly solo before I got my learner's permit while driving. So I always love rolling that little fast fact out. But following that, I uh, landed an internship at a Sydney-based PR agency because as part of the course you needed to get experience and an intern. So I, between Sydney and Melbourne, I also landed a role or a PR role at an internship over at Maya. And then luckily, it's all about timing, but a PR coordinator role came up at Maya and uh, I applied and was successful and haven't honestly looked back ever since. And that's 15 years later. You both have had very different and interesting trajectories into the world of PR. And Danny, you've kind of already answered my next question because you initially wanted to be a pilot. But Mans, for you, did you always know you wanted to work in PR? No, Maurice. Funnily enough, in high school, I thought I wanted to do become a physio or a pharmacist and something in more the science space. But um, when I got to year 12, I soon realised Science was not really my my strength. I was much more suited to the humanities subjects and English was really um, my best subject at school. So I thought I'm going to lean into this. Um, No more physio, no more pharmacist. And I spoke to my careers counsellor at high school at the time and said, you know, where can I go to to write? I just want to be able to write and that's really what I wanted to do. So she said, look, you've probably got two options. You you can look at a journalism career or perhaps you'd be more suited to something in public relations. And I'd actually never really heard of PR. Um, and once I delved into what was involved and the types of work I'd be doing, I knew it was a great fit. So that was it for me. And um, then my goal, I guess, out of high school was to, to land in the, the course at RMIT and um, I managed to do so. So yeah. It's quite interesting that you say that you didn't really know what PR was because I always knew I wanted to work in media and communications, but I didn't really know what PR was either. And even when I was studying comms, still didn't really know until I started working in it. Now, Danny, you wanted to be a pilot did you know what PR was? Was it ever a consideration for you? It wasn't actually, Maurice. I was discussing this earlier with Mans. My first uh, foray into PR was Lauren Conrad from The Hills. She um, she sparked my interest as to what PR was about. And I remember watching Lauren on The Hills, seeing her run the guest list for amazing events. And, and that definitely sparked the inquisition within me to, to look a little bit further. So no, the answer is no. I did not know what PR entailed at the time. It's funny. There's so many pop cultural references to PR. Like I always think of Samantha Jones from Sex and the City. <laughs> yes. 
far, far from what we do day to day, unfortunately. I know. I wish it was more like that. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> so since starting in PR, you've you've both had various different roles to get to where you are today in which you both recently were appointed as general managers for Caden Co PR. What exactly do these new roles entail? Danny, I'll start with you. Good question, Maris. Thank you. My title is People and Culture. So I live and breathe for the people that we have here at um, Caden Co PR. So a big part of my role is to nurture, grow and really foster and develop our talent. So I really focus my energy on inspiring and upskilling the team in the areas that are, are of interest, but the areas that they, they um, all want to excel in. So the other aspect aspect of my role is around the culture um, part and culture is such a big part of any business but in particular for our agency it's a really really integral part of working at Caden Co PR because we are firm believers that everybody contributes to the culture piece. So I try and anchor anything we do to the Caden Co PR values and vision and where we're heading. So tying everything into gratitude, empathy, and mindfulness, but also making sure that we're having lots of fun and celebrating the wins along the way. That's very important. And over to you, Mans. Thanks, Maurice. Well, my role obviously really complements what Danny looks after. So I look after strategy and marketing for the business. So I oversee all new business development, which involves pulling together pitch proposals, strategy documents, going in and pitching for new business. I also manage the agency forecast. So all the sort of forward planning, looking at what's coming up, where do we need to fill gaps? Have we got enough staff to service what's coming up? And then that also lends itself to sort of driving that staff recruitment piece as well. I also have just started in this new role looking after more so the external marketing for the agency. So overseeing our social media strategy across our LinkedIn, our Instagram and Facebook. Um, We may even start to dabble in a little bit of TikTok. I know there's a few team members that that love TikTok. So um, we're looking at perhaps doing that in 2023. And then also website, um, you know, sending out press releases when we've had a new biz win or new announcements new people joining the team. Yeah, that's kind of my remit in in the general manager role. Your day-to-days look very different and I know that too from working with both of you personally. But what are the parts of your job that you absolutely love and why do you love working at Caden Co PR? I suspect Mans will say something quite similar, but in our world, no two days are the same. It, it is honestly, you come in with a plan and that plan could easily go out the window. So I love, for me in particular, I love um, the fast-paced nature. I love working on, dare I say it, the crisis comms or if anything um, fires up. I love being able to jump in and develop a strategy and turn that around pretty quickly. I also really respect our industry around the networking and the collaboration and the creativity that comes into developing campaigns and executing. Probably my favourite part of a campaign is that week before, that lead-in, the hustle is real and you're in this zone where you just need to deliver to the best of your abilities. That's what I I am passionate about in my day-to-day life, but in particular in those big peak periods, working with the team collaboratively to to achieve that end goal together. Yeah, so well said, Denny, and I absolutely love that every day is different and you get exposed to so many different people, so many different 
from so many different walks of life. So one day you might be working with the CEO and founder of a business. The next day you might be setting up a pickup with some kids or, um, you know, it really is so different every day. So the other thing I really love about PR generally is that you really get to use both sides of your brain. So there's that strategic side of things, you're managing budgets, you're managing project timelines, you have to be super organised. But then we also get to really flex our creative um, muscles as well and come up with fun, creative ideas, pickups, ideas to pitch in, um, you know, big campaigns that, yeah, you really do get to use those those both sides of the brain, which is really nice. And I think I've definitely come to appreciate that more um, post-children, um, getting back into the office and, and being able to <laughs> use both sides of the brain is, is lovely. I totally agree with that. I don't think I could work in a fully strategic job or a fully creative job either. It's really nice to have kind of the mix of both of them put together. I agree. So working at Cade Co PR, you've had a fabulous year here in 2022. I've been following along eagerly on the socials every day. What have been some of your personal highlights? I generally don't really work across client work. Um, I more so focus on new business development is, is sort of my biggest part of my role. But I do come across Melbourne Fashion Week each year and work across that client. And I absolutely love working with the team on that this year. We didn't think we could top 2021 with such a strong campaign last year. It was one of the first big events in Melbourne post 2021's lockdown. So we came out, um, we were able to have these amazing runway events and obviously off the back of that had huge coverage across um, traditional media. But we were so thrilled to see that we not only matched um, last year's results that we exceeded all of last year's results and really built on what was created last year with Melbourne Fashion Week and um, the fact that they had moved away from holding all the runways at Melbourne Town Hall and were now holding runways across really cool different locations um, across the city and bringing the city to life. So that was an awesome campaign to work on. We love working with the fabulous team at the City of Melbourne on Melbourne Fashion Week. And I think another big one for us as an agency was introducing the beauty portfolio this year. So had the lovely Hannah O'Loughlin come and join our team in a senior account director role and she is heading up our beauty portfolio with years and years of experience um, in that space. So that's been a really great addition to our services and offering here. It's so nice to have the time to reflect on the year that has been. You've asked this question at the perfect probably time of the year, Marissa, off the back of a very, very busy period for our agency. To answer your question, seeing our team in full swing uh, across campaigns, across portfolios has been such a pleasure to, to see and experience. For me, I have the pleasure of uh, working very closely with the clients and the team to deliver these campaigns. I would say the top three moments from my side would be being a part of Penfolds and seeing their first, seeing them roll out in the birdcage for the first year at the Melbourne Cup Carnival was such a pleasure to be a part of and um, execute strategically. The other highlight would be working with the Loom and uh, rolling out their uh, publicity campaign to launch their latest exhibition, Monet and Friends. 
we landed the front page of The Age. So we really came in hot with a bang to, to create some momentum and publicity around that. And the other aspect has been seeing Caden Copia go global with our first um, spring summer showings uh, over in New Zealand earlier um, earlier this year. That was such a success and it was so good to be be there as a team on the ground and, and New Zealand were thrilled to have us. They were such a delight to be a part of and really, really keen to hear about all the Australian brands that we represent. So that was a, a delight to be a part of. You've really had an epic year and I think one thing about 2022, which has been so great, is, you know, 2021 and Mans, you mentioned uh, MFW coming out of lockdown and having those first events. It's been really nice to have, you know, 12 months worth of good quality events that people really want to be at. I think, you know, with two years that nothing really happened, people want to be out and about. People appreciate the effort that's been put into these events. So having a whole 12 months of that, I think, has been a highlight for me, just even being able to watch that. Yeah, it's definitely been such a lovely thing to witness this year. And I think it's also become quality over quantity. Like the events are just been stepped up to a whole new level and we've been work we've been so lucky this year to work on some incredible events so yeah hopefully it continues into 2023 I know there's lots planned so watch this space Marie well that leads me very nicely on to my next question what is next for Kate and Co PR Mans do you want to start yes absolutely we have a very busy start to the year for 2023 so we after a number of years of going to be working on the Moomba campaign again with the City of Melbourne team, which is always a very fun event. So everything from the Moomba Monarchs, the King and Queen of Moomba, through to the Birdman Rally and the Moomba Parade, it's a really fun one. So we, we used to work on that quite some time ago and it's coming back into the fold for 2023, which will be lots of fun. We've got lots of collabs and projects coming up with Oxford House as well in Sydney. Um, so that's one to watch in the new year and a couple of exciting things happening in LA too. So we can reveal that all very soon. That sounds very exciting. I'm intrigued. Danny, over to you. The only thing that I will tease here, Maris, is continuing the momentum off the back of spring summer showings um, from New Zealand. So watch this space. <laughs> mm, I'm very, very intrigued. Now, moving on, a big percentage of our listeners here at the press office with Caden Co PR are those wanting to pursue a career in public relations. And I can imagine so many would be listening along being like, I want to be the next Danny or Mans. How do I get there? So do you have any advice for those listeners in particular? Danny, I'll start with you. I do, Marie. And as I'm sure you're very well acquainted with always my advice, it is get ready to hustle. I think it is ensuring that you have your finger on um, the pulse mentality applied throughout everything. So um, what I mean by that is ensuring you're in the know, ensuring that you're following the key trends, ensuring you know who's who in the industry and making sure that you're absorbing their every single move. That way you can leverage and um, really sort of get creative in how you work on behalf of your clients. The other thing that I would say is think about how you are going to step out of your comfort zone and really make yourself stand out in front of a crowd because the market is 
incredibly saturated. It is very competitive. Um, so I would always challenge you to go to think about what's that next step that's going to make you really shine and, and capture the attention of the agency you're interning with or, or the experience that you're you're being a part of. That is great advice. And Mans, do you have anything to add? Oh, I think Danny's well and truly covered it. But um, I think, you know, just be open, um, make yourself indispensable when you're doing those internships, make yourself you know, a part of the team, speak up in meetings, in brainstorms, as scary as that is. And as you know, we all were those young juniors once petrified to say anything in a meeting. But I think the more that you can throw yourself out there and and suggest ideas and, you know, really be passionate about um, the work that you're doing and, sh- and let that come through. You'll um, you'll get more out of your time, you know, doing those internships and, you know, it may even lead to a role with the business or the agency that you're working with. And I'd say use your time when you're at university doing those internships or wherever you may be doing those internships. Try your hand at different types of PR. So try agency, try in-house, try not-for-profit, find where your passion and interest lies because it's an industry where you really do live and breathe your work and you need to be passionate about it. For sure. And one thing you just touched on was university and that that's one thing that I find is often quite up for debate in our industry you know it it is really good to have the academic um, knowledge behind what you're doing but a lot of it is learnt on the ground actually getting your hands dirty do you think it is necessary to study media and communications at university or what would be your recommendation there? I think we were unanimous with this one, weren't we, Danny, when we were chatting about it earlier that no, not necessarily. Um, you know, particularly agency life, you learn so much on the job. Uni is great in laying those foundations for strategic thinking and learning how to write from, with a PR voice, that, um, that type of experience but you also learn so much of that on the job so yes it can be good to get your foot in the door but it's not the be all and the end all Um, we hire people here from all different walks of life in terms of they may have come from uni they may have come from tech they may have just had a job in retail and want to try their hand at PR and they come and do an internship and then they become a part of the furniture and we can't let them go so you know it's a big mix and I think yeah, it's it's not necessarily the be-all and the end-all to, to get a university degree to then be able to work in PR. I also think if you have the right um, intention, passion, dedication to the role, the rest you will learn on the job. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think you learn so much when you're actually there doing things and you learn by doing a lot of the time. But yeah, even look at me, I minored in PR. I think I did two public relations subjects my entire time at uni. There you go. Exactly, Maris. Case in point. Exactly. And in terms of those already in the industry, you both mentioned some tips and tricks to really progressing their career, but do you have any advice for those in particular who are ready to take the next step in their PR journey? I've got a few nuggets of advice that I'd love to impart on networking events. Get social. This is the perfect opportunity to um, get to know who's in the industry, get to know your budding colleagues and um, who you could potentially be working with. Pick up the phone, get connected beyond social media. I think that's so important. Building rapport uh, face to face is so, it makes it so much easier if you've got that rapport to then be able to 
collaborate or pitch stories to journalists. I, I think the relationship reigns supreme there. And I'd also challenge, uh, I'm sure the team are probably sick of me saying this, but I always encourage our team to, to get out and about. So make sure that you're setting goals. For example, is it meeting a new um, contact in the industry one one time a week and you're going to take them for coffee or, you, or you're out and about for lunch and meeting them at events? They're probably my um, piece of pieces of advice that I would really encourage everybody to to hero. Yeah, just to add to that, Danny, I absolutely echo everything you've said. But um, I also think it's just it's a small industry, um, this industry, the media and PR industry. Everybody knows everybody. So don't burn bridges. Make sure you leave jobs on good terms um, and, you know, really utilise the networks that you've made throughout your career you know you, you can be working with someone from 15 years ago that all of a sudden pops up again so really make sure you nurture relationships and make sure that you do the right things by people I think that's a really good piece of advice. I think that's a great point and it leads into what Danny was saying about networking and getting out and meeting people whether it's you know one coffee a week with a journalist and then ensuring that that relationship is kept positive. I think that is one of the biggest parts of our jobs is our relationships. It's our network. So you do need to work on it. Absolutely. And just being authentic and making sure that, you know, you're not only in it for the short term wins, you know, you want these relationships to be long lasting and long term and you need to um, make sure that you're nurturing them. Exactly. And I think one of the things that I've gotten out of this podcast speaking to journalists is it is so obvious when the relationship is so transactional and it's not genuine. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we've all come across those situations and, you know, it never feels good. So yeah, definitely try to nurture those long-term relationships. Exactly. And I have one last question for you both before we get into quick fire questions. And maybe this leans into what we were saying about the Lauren Conrads and the Samantha Joneses of the world. What do you think are some misconceptions about what we do? Danny, I'll start with you. I think that people assume that we get to go to these glamorous events and consume oysters and drink champagne. Honestly, Maurice, would you agree, man? Absolutely, yes. It's so far from the truth. I mean, there's been moments where our back is turned to catering. We don't even get to sniff an oyster as it goes past because we are so focused on delivering for our clients. So I think that's probably the most common misconception. Absolutely, yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people think it's a frivolous industry and don't understand the hard work and blood, sweat and tears that goes into delivering an event or delivering a big campaign. You know, I think in PR, you need to be so strategic, so organised, a good communicator. Some of the smartest people I know work in PR and, um, you know, I've met some incredibly um, insightful and clever people over the years and um, it's certainly not a frivolous industry. Um, it's a very important industry. It's certainly not, you know, we always say it's PR, not ER. But in saying that, you know, our clients always come first and, you know, working to deliver something really out of this world for clients, you know, doesn't come easily. It's a lot of hard work, a lot of time, energy and focus. And I find you've also got to be thinking 10 steps ahead. What if? What if this happens? What if, you know, thinking of different scenarios while the event is in running? So you're constantly thinking, okay, how do I pivot here if this happens? Um, which is incredibly difficult to predict or forecast. So 
yes, it keeps us on our toes. That is for sure. Absolutely. You definitely never know what's going to happen, but it is a lot of hard work, but I still think it's lots of fun. You do have a lot of fun along the way. It is so much fun. Yeah, we can't can't deny the fun. It is so much fun. And, you know, I think you get to work with some really great personalities and great people and yeah it is a lot of fun and I think it's um we're proof man as to how much fun we've had being established in the industry for so long I don't think we'll go anywhere else after 15 years (laughs) no you're stuck with us well lucky for PR then now I have five quick fire questions to end the chat with Coffee or tea and how do you take it? A little herbal tea for me, Marissi. I'm a soil almond latte gal. I'm the same, man. Emails or phone calls? Uh, My preference is a phone call followed by uh, an email that articulates what the discussion was about. So all bases are covered. Uh, Yeah, I love an email, but I do also love a phone call for something that can be solved really quickly or for those times that you need to sort of hash out a bit of a conversation and there needs to be a bit of context behind what's being said. So, yeah, I'm a bit of both. What is your screen time? Marissa Jane, it's way lower than yours. I'd say it's about five times lower than yours. Um, I average about three hours per day, which isn't too bad. That's pretty good, Danny. I think I'm around the same. Um, I do try to limit it when I'm with the kids, though, try to be as present as possible. Um, But yes, I'm probably a couple of hours a day. I'm just going to say the past week, I was on an hour and 45 minutes a week. I was on a beach in Namia, but an hour and 45 minutes. I was just about to add that disclaimer, Marissa, that you were on a beach, isolated. (laughs) Were you doing it? Were you doing a tech cleanse? Basically, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) What is your most used app? Uh, It rivaled between Smiling Mind and Spotify um, for music and podcasting. Yeah, mine is good old Instagram and closely followed by Spotify. I do love a podcast. And my very last question, what is your typical day in media consumption? Max saturation. Um, I start with Mamma Mia out loud in the mornings. I'll um, typically scan all the papers, check Instagram, TikTok trends, and then pretty much I'm ready for my next cup of tea. Nance, what about you? <laughs> Definitely start with an Insta scroll. Um, I always then check the likes of the Herald Sun, The Age and news.com.au homepages for like news headlines of the day. I generally also listen to the squiz either on my way into work or while I'm getting ready. I do like to listen to a podcast on the way home from the office as well. So at the moment I'm right into the imperfect and I do love a bit of M. Rusciano on M. Salation as well. She's quite hilarious. And, of course, every Tuesday I listen to the press office, Maris. Um, and then I end the day always with a bit of an Insta scroll just to see what's going on, on on socials. You guys certainly have all bases covered over there. Well, that marks the conclusion of our chat. I have had such a great time catching up with both of you. So thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having us, Maris. Thanks, Maris been lovely to catch up. Thank you for listening to The Press Office with Kate and Co PR. Please subscribe, rate and review via your favourite podcast app and please give us a follow, like and share on Instagram at Kate Co PR.